2: Clinton is on the stump. That's kind of like a stump on a stump. Hillary Clinton has obviously been on the stump a long time. Have you seen the bags under her eyes? I mean, she didn't start out like Cindy Crawford, but now she looks like a transgendering Marty Feldman. I did not
3: have sexual relations with that woman.
2: We believe you, Bill. Nobody did. Don't worry. You're in the clear. In the meantime, let's talk a little bit about last night. Just a little bit. I don't want to talk a lot about it. where's Nancy? Where's Nancy? Where was Nancy? At the Ritz-Carlton with three gigalos? Where was Nancy? We all know where Paul was. And the only question is, was that the same Caballero that was in the car during the DUI? Oh, I know. This is so divisive. You're being divisive. Just go along to get along. Let's everybody believe that 81 million morons voted for this buffoon.
3: We don't settle our differences, America, with a riot,
2: a mob. Is there an actual word? Is there an actual word he's trying to say with a riot or with a mob? He can't finish the words because the dementia, it's like a stuck clutch. And he just can't get the last part of the word out. This stupid son of a
3: or a bullet or a hammer. We sell them peaceably at the battle, at the battle box, the ballot box what?
2: at the who? What? Stupid son of a gun. He obviously hasn't been paying attention. See, I've been paying attention. And when it comes to the Pelosi's, it's really Quite interesting. Turns out the vast majority, in fact, I'll say this all of the protests outside the Pelosi ranch are by communists and Marxists and Antifa and La Raza and all the rest of it. Welcome back. Time for the Hot Topic Buzz.
4: Pro abortion protesters are targeting House Speaker Nancy Pelosi's home now.
2: Kill your baby, kill it now. We don't want to pay, so you do. That's the pro-abortion baby murdering scum protesting just 9 months ago. Let's go to another party of uh, of sycophants of the mafia.
5: Very important people. My 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 pay. Pay. My My pay. Pay.
2: You know what this is? We you know what this is? This is we're illegal and we're not paying for anything and we want everything and they interrupted her in California during a speech. They sound very nice, don't they? Sound friendly? Are you- we- Political violence. I can't decide. Nancy Pelosi elbow this little girl during a photo op. Oh, remember when she elbowed the little girl, the seven-year-old? Oh! That's the allegation from newly elected Congresswoman Mayra Reform- Well, It's not really an allegation. If you have the video, you could see the old bag. The old bag give the little girl a shiv. You saw it. Everybody saw it.
5: Recall House Speaker Nancy Pelosi confirmed this morning that she did speak with Apple CEO Tim Cook about those antitrust bills working through the House. She said that Americans' privacy and data are at the mercy of tech companies and that she told him to allow the legislative process to play out.
2: And then and then you know what happened then? And then her husband, Paul, bought three million dollars in Apple 80 calls. Which means he took a long position from $80 and Apple's now 160 But she hated Apple before. You have
6: substantive concerns and you have, and members, and he, they have members who have voted with them on this. Uh-huh. Uh, they can put forth what they um, want to put forth. But we're not going to ignore that uh,
2: gig, the consolidation. I tell you, they're all brilliant. They're all brilliant. All of these 80 year old diaper wearing dimwits, all brilliant. All can speak extremely clearly.
3: We don't settle our differences, America, with a riot, a mob,
2: or a bullet. Or a- no, we we do it with stock options. We sell. We 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 settle our differences with stock options. Over the course of your career,
0: has your husband
3: ever made a stock purchase or sale based on information you received from you?
2: No, absolutely not. Okay. So after this broke news, after this broke news, the communists in California went crazy and they started protesting everywhere rightfully so for once they were right and in fact the smart ones the young ones they started a new little system of how to get rich themselves
4: TikTok users and retail traders are tracking politicians' financial disclosures to get some stock tips. And the findings are interesting.
7: Nancy Pelosi has been the one that the retail community has been following specifically. Every trade she was making inevitably turned out to be such a long-term winner. She bought Tesla, and then there were some laws passed that were uh, pro for the EV market. Um, She bought Google, and then the the laws came out that they weren't going to go after big tech. And we've been tracking these, these performances in every single stock she's bought in the last two
2: years have gone up significantly so the young people went crazy the young people went crazy not to mention the protests of the people who were involved in the accident with Paul Pelosi how do we know that this wasn't the disgruntled lover of the other man that Paul Pelosi ran into or how do we know this wasn't the other man in the car with Paul Pelosi how do we know any of that one thing we
3: definitely don't know where's Nancy where's Nancy uh huh Those are the very same words used by the mob when they stormed the United States Capitol on January the
2: 6th. This didn't have anything to do with January 6th. Neither did La Raza or the baby murdering scum or the people who were communists were outraged about the insider stock trading. This had nothing to do with that. But you were able to pivot because you're the great uniter. And what you really are, Joe, is an example to raise kids by. You truly are. Because the best thing anyone can tell a child is never take advice from a scumbag. Never take advice from a gangster. Never take advice from a failure or a fraud or a loser. And that's what you are, Joe. That's what you will always be. Decades from now, when history is being autopsied by the new America, and they're wondering how we survived the dark ages when Joe Biden was the president, you will be a punchline then, like you used to be in 1988, before Barack Obama plucked you for the union payoff mobster vote. It'll all straighten itself out. And I think we're off to a very good track. And in the meantime, to assure that I'm right, you keep opening your mouth with those wooden dentures, that doll hair sewn to your head with that wet stream down to your socks.
3: We know that more and more ballots are cast in early voting or by mail in America.
2: We you can't can't finish the words are by mail in America. You can't separate them because the dementia just gapping the words together. So what he's prepping everybody for, you know, this is that Democrat sewer scum areas where you live in, they cheat. They can't afford to lose. And I'm going to bring in a little local story today because I wanted to. How do you say this dummy's name? Alderman Cardenas. Alderman Cardenas. He was touted yesterday with uh, Lori Lightfoot. He's stepping down, probably due to an investigation. We'll see, because uh, it turns out. September 25th, 2020, when COVID was down and they shut the court systems down so all of the Chicago aldermen and scum could uh, not go to trial. Turns out that the chair of the Chicago City Council Environmental Protection and Energy Committee, Cardenas, will play a key role in the coming months as officials craft a new deal between the city and Commonwealth Edison for the 30 years of bribery to the mafia, La Cosa Nostra, a spokesman of of, uh, Ferguson. The city's watchdog declined to answer questions about the investigation in Cardenas, citing the policy of not. And by the way, have you seen Cardenas? Oh, he's wonderful looking. He looks like Tony Resco, only greasier and in an eleven hundred dollar leather jacket. Just proving that he is a dirtball scumbag. Turns out he's a cheap one, though. Did you know you could buy Cardenas, according to the allegations, for forty two hundred dollars? He's also got a he pled guilty to fifteen hundred dollars. And then he filed the the, the disclosures three years after they caught him with his hand in the cookie jar. And then it turns out there's a woman involved in this scandal. Her name is Saw. I don't know if you say that right. S.I.A.W. How do you say that? Saw, though. Turns out uh, she ran for alderman of the 26th Ward in February 2019. But she lost to alderman Roberto Maldonado. She largely self-funded to run her aldermanic campaign of four hundred twenty two thousand seven hundred and thirty dollars. Now, why would this dingbat spend half a million dollars to be an alderman? Because they're stealing. They're not aldermen. They're 50 thieves and they get caught from time to time and they get shifted around. And two years later, after the case cools down. Little Lori Lightfoot in her man costume, in her Jiminy Cricket costume, comes out yesterday and says, what a great guy this is. We're going to move him aside and we'll put in another stooge bag man for La Cosa Nostra. In the meantime, this is obvious to people who are not groomed to accept this, who don't grow up in these Democrat sewers. So when you see Joe Biden out, you're looking at it through your tainted eye of accepting La Cosa Nostra as your state representative, as Cook County, as now DuPage and the sewer of Chicago. But the rest of the world saw this.
3: I know there's a lot at stake in these midterm elections, from our economy, to the safety of our streets, to our personal freedoms, the future of health care, Social Security, Medicare. It's all important.
2: And it's all being controlled by the mafia. It's all being controlled by insiders, pay-to-play scam artists. And not only that, it's all being controlled by fascists. Fascists who are covering up the real big lie. Oh, of course, we know 81 million people didn't
1: vote for this piece of garbage. The other big lie. Well, you're most welcome to today's talk, Wednesday, the 2nd of November. Now, this is a video I was hoping not to have to make, but the excess deaths are still going up, especially in the United Kingdom. Last week was the United States. Now it's the United Kingdom. And the reason is the forced experiment is killing
2: people. And they don't want you to know it. They stole three years of our lives, three years, every generation, every age group. They forced, forced, intimidated, extorted you to become part of an experiment. They enriched their corrupt cabal to the tune of trillions, not billions. And what are they doing with the money?
3: This is uh, good for animal spirits, no doubt. It involves Johnson & Johnson and a biomed. Uh, and it's a huge premium and a huge deal. Johnson and Johnson is going to pay cash for a biomed. It's just down a little bit, even though it's cash. It's 16.6 billion. This is to broaden Johnson and Johnson's Medtech uh, position uh, in cardiovascular disease
1: as an innovator of cardiovascular disease because aside of side effect and the reason people are dying. What do you think it is, Squirrel? Where we're going to be looking at today, but it's not just the UK, it's quite a few other countries as well. But just before we go on to that, a comment on yesterday's video. Perhaps about a 1,000 people reported yesterday on the comments do have a look at it, that they'd had a COVID-like illness in November, December 2019. And this indicates, if you are correct, and I don't see how a 1,000 or more of you getting on for 2,000, of you can be wrong, uh, that there's a lot of COVID-like illness around in... Uh, November, December, maybe even something earlier, uh, 2019. If that's the case, there was a major uh, failure out by our surveillance. And it also means that a lot of the measures that were taken afterwards were, um, well, when those measures were taken, they weren't really taken in the light of the fact that the pandemic had probably been around for longer than we thought. What he's trying
2: to say in his polite English accent so he doesn't lose his doctor license is fascism. So if the gangsterism isn't enough, if the open stupidity and failure isn't enough, how about the fascism for the cherry on the FU Sunday? Is that enough for you? Because if you like all that stuff, then vote for these Democrat rats. If you're in on the mafia, vote for it. We understand you're a scumbag. But if you're not, now's time to stick a flag in the ground. So all these other areas, believe me when I tell you, they look at this and they throw up a little bit in their mouth like Bill Clinton when Hillary Clinton says, I'm in the mood, Bill. 312-642-5600. 312-642-5600.
0: Call Sean now. 312-642-5600. AM 560. The answer.
2: Cardenas last amended his most recent campaign finance violence, September 8th, to show an additional $4,436 in expenses attributing to the error. In the bank reconciliation. That's what I like about these scum Democrats. 4,436, you risk your entire career. Here's another 1,500. Hey, Cardenas, I got 2,000. Bring your sister over. I want her to juggle naked. Will you eat a banana and crap a fruit salad? What do you say? Whore? What do you say, scum? Make me sick to my stomach. Vote Democrat, I dare you. That should be the slogan. Go ahead. Tom in Blue Island.
3: Hey, Sean. Yeah. Dittos.
8: Thank
3: you. Uh I'm going to do my, uh, this is Schoolhouse Rock here, and I'm hoping you can answer a question for me, other than we all need to vote, we need to get everyone we know to vote, we need to go talk to everyone to vote, and maybe you'll hear that 5,000 times from callers in the next couple of days. But my question for you is, why did Biden say last night it might take days or weeks to figure out to figure out the final tailies of this election. Does he know something we don't know,
2: brother? They're strategic, or maybe Schoolhouse Rock knows. They're strategically going to cheat like they always do. How you doing? Here's what I want to do, Tom. And I want everyone to take a pull. Let's all put a little money together. Well, you don't need much. Four or five thousand, maybe five hundred. We could buy some Chicago Democrat aldermen. I want them to come in the studio and do jumping jacks naked for three hours. I think it'll cost me four hundred. These whores, oh, God. cheap whores that they are. Cardona. See see how much he'll charge me to watch. Or, I want him to walk around here and, 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 and do the thing. Twirl the, the baton like at the uh, Bud Billiken parade. Come on, man. Yeah, I want him to do it. Bart in his car. Yeah,
7: the last guy made the point I was dying to. I mean, you know, 1960, Dick Daly told Joe Kennedy, tell me what you need. Tell me how many votes you need in Cook County, and I'll bring them. We'll find them. There's all kinds of dead people
2: dying to vote. People dying to vote for you, people already dead voting for you. I like how they pretend to be tough guys. Cardenas in his $1,100 leather jacket. Turns out he started with the Daily Crime Syndicate. Oh, all the way back in 2003 when he was first elected. Hispanic Democratic Organization of Corruption. Thank you very much. I appreciate it. He's a great man. Just listen to Jiminy Cricket, who makes Hillary Clinton look like Cindy Crawford. Lori Lightfoot. Yeah, no kidding. Uh, Craig Mount Greenwood. Sean, man, you're on fire today, brother. Uh, you yeah. keep up the good work. I had you to keep fly us into all going. Into a sewer. I had to fly into eight point five billion dollars of corruption called O'Hare, where there isn't a straight board and it smells like a urinal, also known as Democrat Bo. So it never puts me in a good mood.
8: I, I hear you there.
2: Listen, these, these, you got a couple other callers that
8: are stealing my thunder, so to speak. But here's the thing: Every, we all see it. That uh, diapered and demented Halford. Uh, spill the beans there because he must have been sitting around there hearing which part of what's going on. But befi- besides the rigged machines and besides the, uh, whatever they do with the, uh, with the, um, what do you call it? The, um, uh, you know, with, with the other, you know, ways of basically, uh, stacking that deck, so to speak, going to and gathering up and, uh, uh gathering up the harvests harvests and all that. you're talking about bailing. Harvests. Harvests. Yeah. Right. Okay. Well, here's the thing. What, what you've seen actually, some uh, uh, footage, uh, wh- what they would do is have box loads of these uh, ballots coming in there and that. Craig, that must be what they're up to. They're going to have box loads ready to go
2: this, and, 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 and this days is, and weeks after the election. This is the division in, in character, not policy. We're not arguing about policy. Listen, here's the, here's the story they've been wrong for 100 years. This isn't about what policy actually works. This is about how to run a virtue shield for La Cosa Nostra. They know it is. Nobody thinks this is legitimate. Nobody. Not even the Democrat welfare roaches in on it. They, don't, they know it's not legitimate. They like the fascism. So now that the fascism is aging, and Hillary Clinton's got the bags under her eyes and she looks as lovely as always. Paul Pelosi with his ascot. DUI, guy in the car, this guy in this house, out of the house, friend of mine, no friend of mine. You can't put lipstick on this pig called the Democrat Party anymore. Can't do it. So let them keep trying because they just keep digging themselves. And that's the Democrat scourge. When you're Lori Lightfoot and you come out in your man costume and you say crime is down and everybody with an IQ over 60 laughs at you. Keep saying it. Who's on their side? I know who's on their side. Let's go to another Union hierarchy. Her name is Weingarten, and she's as grotesque as Hillary Clinton, and she's on the stump in Michigan. Another success story for the Democrat Party.
8: Why are those companies not using their money to buy down cash
2: it Oh, shut your screaming, Mimi mouth. Did you hear a word that this communist rat said? Two hundred and eighty pounds of her stretch marks on her ears she 's doing the same thing the oil companies give to the Republicans and shut them down and why shut your mouth, chubby hamlet Chicago sir. Sure. I love your show. Let me salute you. you. You're doing a great job, sir. Thank you very much, Hamlet. I appreciate that very much. I'm tired of of pretending this is a legitimate discussion. This is gangsters legitimizing extortion, legitimizing crime, legitimizing clout, and legitimizing failure. And I will not tolerate it. They ruined enough already. Let them stay where they are and let's separate from them
7: exactly i did
2: already a long time ago good for you babe good i have to come back sir thank you i appreciate that i have to come back every now and again Enoch elgin
7: mr thompson i want to thank you for staying fired up at all times you really have a great show and i love listening first time caller thank you brother um i want to say of course i encourage everyone to get out and vote at all times but i want everybody to be strategic about their voting uh, there's this gentleman named Don DeWitt, who has been a coward all through COVID. He co-sponsored this Amendment 1 that's going on our bill, going on our on our ballot, and now he's saying that he plans to vote against it, even though he put it there. And he's running
8: unopposed, so I'm cur- encouraging everyone in his district to skip him on purpose. I like send him a strong message that we don't support him. Let him see the vote total, and let him see that he
2: doesn't get half or a quarter, because we don't stand by him. Is he running as a Democrat? No, he's, he's a Republican, and he's running unopposed in his oh, neighboring district, uh, Chris, he, Christina Castro. He's a Republican. He's running supported. unopposed as well. We're going we're gonna to validate yeah. this. I'm going to get my staff, crack staff on this. But this is, this, is, this is an excellent point, because I find this insulting, but not half as insulting as that moron Bob Fioretti, who spent 25 years as a shakedown Democrat alderman roach and now says oh i'm a republican get the hell out of here these are wretched souls so to your point never vote straight ticket be very strategic because before you know it you get meathead irish gangsters short in the pants pretending to be republicans like the durkins thank you very much 312-642-5600 This is the
0: Sean Thompson Show, where Democrats are always wrong, Republicans are seldom right, and politicians are never, ever to be trusted. On AM560, The Answer. AM560, The Answer.
2: Very Paul Pelosi of you. Do I have an ass got on? You see me driving around with fellas in the car with their underwear in their mouth... Play, this kind of stuff. Anyway, in the meantime, let's go to some of the think tank, because the reality is, if we talk about the actual issues, when have these morons ever been right? And I am dead serious. Just pick a topic. How about the Affordable Care Act? Why, you stupid son of a 400% increase in premiums. You don't even remember. You don't even remember what it was like to pay $500 for your monthly premium for your health insurance. Now, it's normal to pay 2200 See how used to getting screwed you are? See how used to it? In Chicago right now, you have no idea what ad valorem even means. Because the taxes you pay on your property have nothing to do with the value. It's about funding this culture of corruption for these gangsters. So let's go to one of these think tank artists who cannot find her eyebrows anywhere she looks.
6: GOP candidates, big messages are blaming Biden for inflation and that Democrats are soft on crime. I mean, and it, and it, who knows what's resonating now? I'm so confused by everything I'm seeing because you, you would think there used to be a way to stamp out the lie. But I guess this lies the new end.
2: That's because you look like Marlon Brando. In the island of Doctor Moreau, what the hell are you eating? Fatso, pizza is not an appetizer. Whoopee. whose real name is Karen Goldberg, isn't her name either. Real name is Johnson. Karen Johnson. Tina, you fat lard, come get some dinner. And where in the, where are her eyebrows? They've been missing for thirty years. I think Ted Danson hit him on her. Ted Danson stole her eyebrows. Uh Mark in Oakland. <laughs> Go on. Yeah. You think Ted Thanks for Danson, taking my call. You think Ted Danson wakes up screaming at three in the morning, whoopee, or is it just me?
7: <laughs> oh boy. It'll scare you. I was listening to listening to uh, Blumenthal from Connecticut debate this Gail Levy. Oh Blumenthal, you mean was, the guy uh, from... who said he was
2: John Rambo and never fired a gun? Oh yeah. yeah. Exactly. My exactly. favorite. Exactly. Yeah. So
7: so so my point is She's from Cuba and she's over here and she's talking about America first. And uh, uh, so someone made the comment. They said she shouldn't be able to run because uh, she's, she's from Cuba. But then someone came back and said, well, she's from Cuba, but he's from Vietnam. Yeah. I mean, if you call him out on everything about being a liar and in and Vietnam and, and just being a rubber stamp, yeah. 37 years of crimes these people, this is going to be a red wave, Sean. And, I hope and you're right, brother. I, I, hope it, I hope it happens. The only thing that I'm
2: scared of is that DeSantis, he was endorsed by Jeb Bush. That could be the kiss of death. Yeah. Well, would you tell Blumenthal next time you talk to him, I loved him in the Thornbirds? And in the meantime, <laughs> let's remind everybody that the woman from Cuba who was willing to risk her life like millions of others by swimming over on anything they could grab, all fled that island utopia of what is now the Democrat platform. Thank you very much, Mark. I appreciate the call. Please clap. Jeb Bush. What a piece of dung he is, huh? Oh, my God. The whole Bush family. And they've been quiet. You mark my words, kid. They're going to start rearing their ugly, corrupt heads. Every one of them. They got a new crop. Jeb's kids. Oh, yes. And they're twice as slimy. Daniel, Salem, Wisconsin.
8: Hey, Sean, remember
0: when McCarthy was uh, the leader over there, the sheriff's department
2: over there in Chicago? Oh, you're talking about the guy from you New York? Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: Yeah, yeah.
8: yeah. And you
2: know what? They're getting what they deserve, these Chicago. Yeah, I got it. We had a terrible connection. I agree with him, though, his broader point. What happened? Was he, did you hear crackling or was it just me? Uh, John Garfield Ridge. Hey, Sean, how are you? Wonderful, John. How are you? Good. You know, you got
7: the best listener base, the most loyal listeners in all of radio, right?
2: Well, there's a reason, John, because this is not I'm not trying. Listen, if you're in the mafia I don't want you listening. I want you to know when I see you, I'm going to look you in your beady, slimy face and call you the scum you are. This is not for the masses. If you're a loser and you want to feel good about being a roach, this is not for you. This is for the productive people who understand the principles of Americanism. And the rest of them could go flush. Go ahead.
7: I I love it, brother. I love it. Uh, I, I love your listeners, too. And that's why I felt compelled today to give them a little heads up. If they're going to be driving in Chicago land over the next couple days, I know it's going to be nice, but make sure those windows are rolled up because Kamala Harris is coming to town. Oh boy! I am told, I'm told from my sources, not only is she stumping for Pritzker, but after they're also filming an infomercial for the Tonka Toilet, so it's going to be stinking like welfare. I like it. Stink toilets like it. everything Windows and not to up. mention
2: traffic's going to be backed up because nobody can take the jane Byrne at a at a billion dollars billion dollars they <laughs> haven't finished the jane Byrne, so you can't take the jane Byrne. kamala harris is backing up traffic they'll be throwing money out of, out of out of their car like the price is right thank you very much john appreciate the call kevin two times austin texas
7: God, I, I can't wait till after about- the election
2: so i don't have to hear you get out and vote get out and vote okay i know
7: No, I'll be talking, I'll be calling you saying, keep everybody you voted for accountable. Mm -hmm. Now, the guy in Texas, Attorney General, uh, Jeb Bush's son, tried to run and he lost. So I don't think you have to worry about them. But I am very excited because there are a lot of congressional seats in Illinois that are moving over to the right uh, to toss ups. So continue. And the thing is, there is going to be a right wave, but you got to keep pushing until Election Day. Get everybody out to vote. I love
2: it. But, you, you know, you have to beat. I flew into Chicago, which is always a wonderful experience. I had t- two people who I know on the plane. Wonderful people. O'Hare or Midway? I flew into O'Hare. I don't go to Midway. I go to O'Hare. What are you, crazy? <laughs> We're paying $8.5 billion to smell like a urinal. I mean, can you imagine? I haven't been to Midway in years, but it was terrible 10 years ago. I can't imagine what it's like now, 20 years ago. Um, but to see the people in Chicago flying. Now you're leaving Florida. And you see them with their masks on, all walking around like they were right. You got three years of evidence that these stupid morons put a diaper on their face for Gatsangul. They put the thing in their arm. People are dying. They're still going to pretend they're right. So you got a lot of those imbeciles in Chicago. And they think Sean Caston, he's doing great. He's a green energy heiress. And they don't have any questions about anything, including some mysteriousness around Sean Caston. Here's the thing. Biden and Camilla are
7: going to Illinois. They wouldn't be going if they weren't afraid. If why? They weren't, they only,
2: why? This is where they're loved. They, love the no, the, they loved the gangsters. They loved the mafia. Wouldn't they, did, they wouldn't be
7: going there unless they didn't have to. So I think people have been inspired by you. Oh, huh. And also, uh, no, they have. They, huh? As far as you know, how horrible the Democrats are. But I hope I'm encouraging them to take it a step further. Don't just nod and laugh with you, but go out and vote and get involved.
2: Kevin, you know what's interesting? If, if there's any time... It- Do some what? research. I, I'm telling you, it's, it's fascinating. I could spend an entire show on Sweet Willie Brown. And you look at the kind of gangster that son of a gun was. I'm serious. He makes old man Daly and Madigan look like amateurs. That's how they handpicked his side, his, his gumad. That's what she is. She did nothing in his life. 29 years old. He's 60 years old. That's the gumad. Four times a week for lunch. And next thing you know, she's the vice president. Let her come here. This is where they welcome that kind of chicanery. After all,
7: and she was all paid. Please, and she's all and she's all financing backed by the uh, yeah, by the tech companies out in San Francisco. That's, where, that's Now
2: the real question is who more who wore sexier lingerie, Kamala Harris or Harold Washington? Ooh, I was going to say that's that. a tough one. Harold, it is three one two six four two fifty six
0: hundred. He's Sean Thompson. Hello, Mr. Thompson, and this is the Sean Thompson Show, on AM five sixty. The answer. AM 560. The answer.
2: Is that Bob Fioretti still running commercials on my show? See, this is the insult that I find too much to take. This idea that this scoundrel who spent 25 years as a Chicago Democrat alderman is now a Republican. Do not buy that. I like to see him get zero votes, at least from my audience. Zero. Because he's making fun of you. He's making fun of me, and this idea that they're going to be less the lesser of two evils. Well, I'm a Democrat, but I'm not that kind of Democrat. You're not a Democrat at all. You're a gangster. You're a gangster. Shakedown artist. It's your phony bagman law firm. Use this law firm if you want a liquor license. Use that law firm. Right here. Fioretti. Uh, Corey Woodlawn. Hey
7: Sean, thanks for taking the call. Right. You know what I did want to say that uh, these socialists—they practice all of their wares on the black community. There's another housing project going up on the corner of 63rd and Maryland, around the corner from another housing. They just keep building housing projects in these communities, and I, I understand why they're trying to control our vote, but this is getting out of control. And in There's your na- in your name, the in
2: the call. name of these people, their names are fungible. There's a money laundering scheme from the developer to the contractor, to the alderman, to the security on the job site. It's all a scheme. None of it is about the people. Because what they need is they need the people to think they're benefiting from this. Because if the people could understand, just for a moment, the kind of money that's being stolen in their names to help them, the whole time turning them into a society that no—that that they want to fail, because it's within that failure they continue the money laundering scheme. Corey, I don't understand why... So many people fall for this scheme. I really don't.
7: Well, well, one of the things that they do is that when the housing project fails, they come back to the public and ask for more money to get it rebuilt. And they already know it's going to fail again within 15 years.
2: You got 60%. My call, son. Corey, anytime you know that. You got 60% of commercial real estate. 60 in the sewer of Chicago. Ironically, I think that's the same number that use these inside scumbag alderman law firms to get their taxes lowered from the friendly judges that are all on the scam empty 60 percent why would you need housing projects that are more and new you've got how many empty schools yet what do we always need new schools they're making fools of the people you're a useful idiot they're laughing at you and you're gonna you're gonna vote for them you're gonna think it's a good idea oh it'll it'll be better this time take a look at at the housing projects on madison avenue you you know i I got a long story with those do you ever see them they're magnificent take a look at what's happened There is no housing project to to promote this kind of insanity. And until you make these neighborhoods and all neighborhoods safe, you can't build enough. It's just money laundering in the name of poor people as you keep making them poorer and dumber and more desperate and more victims of the organized syndicates that rule those neighborhoods. You don't want to solve that problem though, huh? Why is that? Maybe because they legitimized it. Maybe even some of the members... Our aldermen, policemen, huh? How about you? That's the reason. Uh, David Homer Glenn, this has to be wrong numbers. H- Honey, Bunny had to get the numbers wrong. Hi, David. Hey, how are you,
3: Sean? Good. So, Sean, uh, I'm going to speak about the Affordable Care Act. Prior to the Affordable Care Act, to service my condition, which is chronic, my my bill was eight thousand a month. Today, what do you think it is for the same service for the for my condition? So it the insurance now,
2: company obviously covers this. Your insurance covers this. Your premiums go up, but your insurance company's getting billed. So I'm gonna just take a guess. Because what happened to the premiums, they went up four hundred percent. That eight thousand had to go up four hundred percent. Correct? It's it's fifty two thousand a month now. Yeah, because they shrunk the amount of of providers, amount of companies, amount of everything. They have it just where they need it, and they have a quasi—it looks like insurance companies. It looks like a private sector, but it's not. It's all inside money funded, and that's why the lobbyists for Blue Cross and Blue Shield are the richest, and that's why they own the most politicians, and that's why that's the strongest insurance company. I don't know for sure, but if I had to guess, I'm going to guess that's your insurer, correct? I'm Medicare. Oh, that's even yeah. That's so. It's, I'm, the, it's the government. I, I'm, I'm
3: Medicare. I have a, I'm Medicare and I have a supplement. Well, David, so I just I all that matters other- is that
2: all that matters is that you're good and that you can at least spread the knowledge of exactly how much the Affordable Care Act drove up your costs by four hundred percent. David, I wish you the best of luck. Exactly. Thank you, yeah, bro. Thank you. Thank you. Three one two six four two. Oh, I have a guest. All right, I have a guest coming up. We'll be back after this.
8: was just listening to the Sean Thompson show. I'm saddened that this guy supposedly represents us. I mean, I am appalled. He's just disgusting. Sexist pig. And an absolute disgrace. Thank you.
1: America, you have
2: never been less free. There has never been more accepted fascism, more accepted political corruption or political prostitution than right now. How did we get here? I believe it is because government has weaponized fear, anxiety, control, because what they understand is how they overthrew so many of the third world nations by stoking fear to create a safety cult. And within that manipulation comes all kinds of abuses and atrocities. But we have the good old Constitution. Or do we? Do we? You got free speech. Do we? Do we have free speech? No more. Free press. Come on. That's a joke. It's a propaganda mill. What else is in there? What else is in there? The right to assemble. We still have that? I don't know. I'm interested in talking to our next author. Her name is Stella Marabito. I first read you, Stella. I want to say it was a it was a few years ago. It was either Town Hall or the Washington Examiner, and then I realized you were at the Federalist. Right? You do a lot of stuff at the Federalist. You're you're a contributor there. And your new book, "The Weaponization of Loneliness: How Tyrants Stoke Our Fears and Isolate to Silence, Divide and Conquer." Is this just is, is, is has there ever been a better time to write this book in America?
6: Oh, my goodness. First of all, thanks so much for having me on, Sean. I really, really appreciate it. Uh, yeah, we do live in uh, what's called interesting times. Um, uh, the curse of interesting times. I wrote this book. Uh, you know, it's been gestating for a very long time because uh, what goes on is something that has always gone on in terms of this weaponization of the fear of isolation. Uh, when you think about all the really destructive agendas throughout history, uh, you can go back to the French Revolution and you can go to the Bolsheviks, and the Nazis and all of that. Um, the common thread through all of them is this, uh, this kind of form of self-censorship, how people are... Basically manipulated through the fear of being ostracized for speaking up, and uh, when we don't speak up, when we uh, when our conformity impulse is triggered by the manipulation of that fear uh, then all these agendas can go forward and I believe that that is the common denominator of it all
2: and that's why the enlightenment and the premise of Americanism is so important because it is it is directly in the face of this self-sacrifice mentality of collectivism which has now overtaken my country again and it is driving me personally insane because I am not a good slave I love the premise of the enlightenment. I love the premise and the audacity of Americanism and this idea that I have to self-sacrifice for some wretched slob who is a drug addict, 340 pound roach. I can't do it. And the reality is this is the weaponization of this fear. Three years has been stolen from everyone in a lifetime of an individual that is finite. We just don't know when it ends. I cannot afford for America to go through the stupidity of the Middle Ages. How can we snap out these buffoons? There is no health. There is no safety. There is no longevity. There's just the best you can do with what you have and taking care of yourself and the rest of it. This idea that there's some utopia here on Earth. It's Mm -hmm. ridiculous now. It's ridiculous.
6: Oh, absolutely. No. uh, And throughout history, you see that with all these... uh, utopian, radical, uh, you know, attempts at revolution. Um, you now, how do we get out of it? Well, I think that what is really key is understanding that censorship, is, you know, political censorship is um, the key to totalitarianism. They've got to, first of all, shut everybody up uh, and, uh, you know, make sure that their narrative takes, uh, you know, is the only is the only narrative out there. And uh, they do that, as I've said, through the, you know, through this, um, well, cancel culture is an example of uh, weaponizing that fear, uh, you know, you know, what's aggravating.
2: What's what's aggravating me, Stella? Is that this is very well known? We watched. We watched this happen to our European brethren. We watched it just a hundred years ago, not even ninety years ago. And we Mm -hmm. say, and we said in school, how could this happen? And we're doing it again right now. It's it's bizarre. World. Never forget.
6: That's right. We said never forget. Uh, and uh, you know, the only thing evil needs to triumph is for good men to say nothing or do nothing. And and here we are. Uh, you know, it, it's it's a very ancient uh, kind of manipulation. And uh, and if we don't uh, keep our guard up, uh, you know, the price of liberty, right, is eternal vigilance. Yes. Yeah. Then we kind of end up where we are.
2: And you know, it's funny, Stella. That what keeps slaves quiet? Is jealousy and fear. Oh, yeah. And that's that's all you have.
6: Yeah. And and, and isolating people against one another, and that's the purpose of scarcity uh, in the totalitarian mindset. You know, uh, when people are forced to fight like dogs, like they did in Stalin's uh, Soviet Union over living space and cities and, uh, you know, over just, uh, you know, just basic supplies. We have like a social credit system in China where yes. access to goods and services depends on your compliance, your political compliance. Uh, that's that's where we're headed. And I think that. Censorship, and especially the kind of self-censorship that you get through political correctness, is, is what got us here. Uh, you know, a lot of these uh, strange ideologies and things that we wouldn't have expected a few years ago, whether it's critical race theory or, or the whole gender ideology thing.
2: Yeah. history by um, morons is how I like to sum it up. Uh, yeah, oh yeah. Stella, here's another thing. Yeah. This term, political correctness we let this creep into our society after the 80s. The political correctness was not a term that i heard growing up. And it wasn't long until you, you know, you do a little research when you read about history. Political correctness right. is not new. This is something that's been going on for hundreds of years, but the reality is it is the scepter of tyrants. And it's a conformity Uh, mechanism and before you know it people are afraid to state the obvious for instance a 65 year old man in a skirt is not a woman you can call him an admiral you can do whatever you want it is not there is no such term it is a made-up term of transgenderism there you can dress as a woman go ahead i feel free look at look at what J. edgar hoover did he may became a big shot dressing up like a woman go ahead but this idea that i have to conform to this to this terminology, to this new American language, this new English. This is when we need to stand up and say, I'm not gonna play your game.
6: Right? Absolutely. Absolutely. No, that's what it would take. I mean, when you think about these, you know, power elites, uh, you know, whether they're in government, media, big tech or you know, wherever they are, they're really a minute minority compared to those who just wanna live and let live and uh and so if people just started a kind of ripple effect of of rejecting it
2: i mean not just
6: and you have to risk being
2: lonely don't you because you know i i I was reading the title and i'm thinking to myself well this, this could go one of two ways right because if i'm seeking the approval of someone else which thank god is not something i was born with but if i am seeking the approval of someone else i'm afraid to be lonely but if i realize the alternative to, to compromising my belief structure and my dignity is that I have to give away who I am to blend in. That can mm-hmm. be a weapon used against me too. So you kind of need that. I really don't give a rip what anyone thinks. And, you know, it's funny. I, I heard my daughters, you know, they're, they're younger and they, they use this word, uh, uh, you're a narcissist. And I remember being young and being exposed to the virtue of selfishness. And it's really interesting There is a virtue in selfishness, but it's in in, it's in the dignity of of self that pride and a good lifestyle comes. Right. If you if you like yourself, you don't do drugs. You don't drink till you're drooling on yourself. You don't you're not a scumbag because you have self dignity. So how do you draw that line? And in the end, does it matter what anyone else thinks or just me?
6: Right. Well, it's a question of balance. Um, you know, I think, uh, you know, we, we need one another. I mean, human beings are social animals. And that's one reason why we're so terrified of being um, ostracized or in the Soviet Union, what they you know, they would call people the, uh, non-persons to become a non-person in society. But we need connections. Part of the problem is there's so much family breakdown and there's been so much community breakdown that people are a whole lot more vulnerable. They don't have that to fall back on. You know, they, they can't, you know, they don't, they don't have as many people to let their hair down with and, and complain with. And then, you know, as that support structure shrinks, people become more and more vulnerable. I mean, you know, you look at these kids, they're lost and become members of these mobs, you know, or, or whatever. And and that's I think that's a big part of it is not having... Those strong relationships and 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 then, of course, wanting to kind of just being a part of something. And you know, so that's why people join mobs and cults and gangs. And uh, and then you end up uh, kind of where we are. And and you don't want that, uh, you know, national. But you know what's funny, how- Stella?
2: And I'm, I'm thinking about all of the different ways in which this has splintered. And the and the main reason that we are in this circumstance that we're in is because this country no longer I use the term Americanism. But it doesn't really stand for that anymore. We're not anywhere near a belief structure or moored to principles. We're not moored to any principles. As you look at this political climate, and in, in some cases this is a bipartisan issue. It's different versions of top-down collectivism. No more is that era of the 70s, the 60s, even the 50s, or the, you could argue the 80s, of the individuality of, of unalienable rights. That's not something anyone says anymore. And it is this idea that there is this self-sacrifice to the collective and you just get to pick your collective. Now you have two choices. Pick them. I don't like these choices. How do we get back to the main principle, in your opinion? And can you? Really, can you? Well, it's a long
6: road, but, uh, you know, I think the the, the two main uh, avenues is, number one, free speech. You have to lose it. You have to use it or lose it. We have to understand That, uh, you know, that that's not negotiable, uh, even if. Thank God, because if I can't
2: point out how ridiculous these men dressed as women look, I mean, it's ridiculous to me. And then, you know, we've got the whole thing of the of some of the women that starting to look like men. I I don't know if you know who Jan Schakowsky is in Chicago, but she looks like Dustin Hoffman. Go ahead.
6: Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, no. I mean, uh, we're living in absurd times, and uh, you know, it's like a Big Brother in um, in Orwell's 1984, is forcing everyone to say, you know, I'm holding up, you know, five fingers when it's four, you know, just trying to say <laughs> it, two plus it? two is five, and and you're being forced into that into that what I call like a solitary confinement, you know, that that insanity vault.
2: Yeah, like that that movie where they had the guy's eyes and they pried him open where he couldn't blink. I can't remember. Clockwork Orange. I feel like oh, everything is Clockwork Orange. Yeah. These last three years have been Clockwork Orange.
6: And it, it is crazy. Yeah, it's a conditioning process. That's part what's going on. We have to snap out of it. And you snap out of it through free speech and by really understanding how important family and faith communities and actual community and friendship are to fighting uh, collectivism, uh, yeah. you know, if 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 you have these strong, you know, the private sphere of life, if that if that's strong, because that's the main target of collectivists, always has been. Um, you know, look at Mao's Cultural Revolution; they they went after families. They you know they they didn't want family loyalty <laughs> or any of that.
2: So, if Ma would have many, had MSNBC, we'd all be speaking uh, Mandarin. Ah,
6: there you go. <laughs> Yeah, there you go. So it's, it's you know, th- those are things that we just really have to um, uh, guard. And uh, we still have it. I mean, you know, uh, we, we may be in the fourth quarter, but I don't think it's only 10 seconds left on the clock. But, we've you know, we're getting there, and uh, I think we just really need to um, focus on that in our own spheres of life, you know, private spheres, friends, and all of that, you know, Help people learn to
2: speak out. And And one thing I loved watching during this last three years of fascism was the way in which so many different areas of our country had different positions. You know, it's hard. I I moved in the midst of it. But I tell my fellow Illinoisans, this is not normal, what you're going through in this fascistic state of Illinois. I moved to Florida. It's completely different. Nothing was shut down. There's 20 states that did a resistance to the government fascism. So that was interesting to watch. I'm curious to know when you and I are very old um, and we're talking like Joe Biden and Nancy Pelosi. I'm curious to know what what the kids will then say about the American Dark Ages, which, by the way, I think should be the title of your and my next book because we're collaborating after this interview. What do you think? (laughs)
8: <laughs> oh, American ages,
6: and, and you know what? That's a very hopeful title because it in, it implies that we're going to get through this. Yes, and that we're going to look back. Yes. On how awful it was. And that, that's very hopeful.
2: Stella, you know who's going to bring us through, through this? Are the people who fled the Soviet Union, the people who fled Cuba, the people who fled Venezuela, also known as the utopia of the modern-day American Democrats. So I think, ironically, it will be those new imports who fl- fled the kind of tyranny, slavery, and abuses the American Third, fourth, fifth generation is willing to go in to hope to be safe. So I think it's a very interesting time. In the meantime, I always love your writings, Stella oh, Marabito. And where can we we can get it on uh, Amazon or where, where's the best place to go buy yeah, the, the new book? I saw
6: that the Kindle edition is just out. But yeah, Amazon, Barnes and Noble. Um, it's a you know it's it's uh, paperback, so um, you know it's it's easily accessible. But it's not it's not going to be. You have to buy it online though. Stella,
8: so, I wish uh, you the best. Best of weaponization,
6: luck. the weaponization of loneliness uh, just came out stella moribido and um you know
2: I, I i hope you all read my book or get my book i've had fun thank you so much for coming on stella thank you very much we'll be back with your calls and comments after this
0: he believes in freedom capitalism and individual liberty and because of that, he's become an enemy of the state. He's Sean Thompson. And this is the Sean Thompson Show on AM 560. The answer. AM 560. The answer.
2: My eyes are getting weary. Oh, king is getting of, it's a king of queens. Or king, Ed, king of queens. Traffic you know why this is the up? Uh, they don't know. We got to fill them in. During our uh, break I time, I go in the in the room with the kids there. Do. And uh I really don't like Jerome Paul. I really think Jerome Powell is a buffoon. So I looked up. I, I didn't know if he was married or not. Did you ever look at his wife? No? She looks like uh, Patton Oswald of King of Queens. You know, I, I don't know. It's just something that's just to be aware of. Cream Puff Jim Chicago. Hi, Sean.
8: How are you? Uh, you got Bolander on the mound tonight. He hasn't won a World Series game. He's going to win the uh, Cy Young. Yeah. What do you think? I've got, I've got a, couple a, minute, a, a couple of friends of Blue Stacks. Wait a minute, Sean. A couple of friends of Blue Stacks on this guy. Yeah. Now, he's the most beaten shark in the country. What do you think tonight? I, mean, I think you're good.
2: <laughs> Jim, uh, you know why I took you first? Because I did not know the World Series was going on. I don't waste five seconds on men in tights. I swear to God.
8: Well, anyway, Yeah, yeah. but anyway, Belander is 0-6 with two indecisions. He's never won a World Series game, but yet he's the highest-paid pitcher in baseball. Jim,
2: I used to he have a social tonight. club. I used to have a social club with my cousin. We had a, a social club because they wouldn't let us in. We were kids. So we started our own. And you know my favorite thing about yeah. sports gambling? I never needed to know. You know what I would say to a guy like you? Who do you like? And you'd tell me and I'd say covered because one thing that's for sure, he who gambles lives in shambles. And I don't even need to know who you like. I know you're going to yep. lose tonight. So you pick the <laughs> pick and I'll tell you, Okay, Joe? I, I got, no, yeah, I I got no argument with that. I got no argument with that. You know, I'm just going to get your expert to Yeah. Go ahead, I love Joe. taking Go money. Ahead. I love taking money from Chicago Democrats. You're covered. <laughs> you're covered. Thank you, Jim.
4: Tom, win. Tom's 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 win. win. Tom's <laughs>
2: playing cards. I'll play cards. But when it comes to sports, I didn't even know. Who's the guy that beat uh, Roger Maris? What's his name? You don't know either? Tony on the South Side. Hey, how you doing, Sean? It's been a while.
7: It's been a while. Hey, listen. Yeah. I uh, miss you in the cigar shop, but anyway. So here's the deal: you got Sleepy Joe, Wet Sox, and Con Mala Harris coming into the city for the weekend to stump for some of these criminals. I think Castan and you know Foster and all you know you know the list. Yeah. Anyway, my question to you: what's what's your opinion? Is that a kiss of death for those candidates, or do you think that? In Chicago, it
2: doesn't make a difference. I, 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 Tony, you know, it's an interesting thing. I, I used to think that the suburbs were different than Chicago. Now I'm not too sure. But I will say this. I cannot imagine people living in the sewer of Chicago that are not deriving their entire income from the mafia in one form. I agree. Ever, I agree. ever accepting a Democrat to even open their mouth. I mean, you want yeah. to talk about a party that has been wrong and is obviously failing and corrupt. But I, I can't believe anybody votes for him. I really can't. No. So I don't uh, well, know. Tom bro, my, you're asking me how yeah, scumbags think. Luckily, I cannot well, answer well, you.
7: I'm actually thinking more from the independent person that might be maybe on the fence, leaning Democrat. But then when but they don't like Biden, they don't like Harris, they don't like the federal swamp. and they're like,
2: oh, shit, there's something for oh, these you. You can't I'm swear. Out. You can't swear. Did you, did you get him? Thump him. All right. Nice. Um, I understand the broader point. But at this point of the game in America, twenty twenty two. After fascism has been implemented on every single individual, in particular, in these Democrat hellholes, you're going to tell me you don't know, you're independent, but well, then you're an idiot. And really, why is it that the Democrats keep promoting democracy instead of a republic? Because in a democracy, the morons can always outweigh the intellectual, the smart, the aware. In a democracy, morons want something for nothing, like Chicago, Chicago. And this is something that else is new in a democracy like Chicago, where the morons have controlled for 100 years and they can't keep a grocery store. Not one. They pay them. Whole Foods in the ghetto. How'd that work out? Walgreens. They can't stay. What are they? So what's their alternative when the climate of society, when their constituents are such loathsome roaches that you can't even keep a grocery store? What do you have as your alternative? fascism you have force and you force people how to do business businesses who thrive throughout the world but in these democrat sewers cannot exist what do you have you have force Also new at
4: 10 tonight, a lawsuit has been filed over a planned grocery store merger. Last month, Kroger announcing plans to buy Albertsons for $20 billion. Now, Illinois' attorney general is one of several trying to block Albertsons from paying shareholders ahead of this merge. Now, Now,
2: who are you? Illinois' attorney general. Who are you to jump in this? You moron. If you were really an attorney general, you'd bust La Cosa Nostra pretending to be a Democrat party. That's what you'd really do, but now you're going to get involved in business, so they're lucky, AG, that I'm not handling this, because my offer to you would be this, nothing, now you get no stores, scum, now starve, eat your socks, you don't tell people how to do business, you're political whores, you're good at stealing, and extortion, and corruption, not business, sit down and shut up. If the merger were to go
4: through, it would mean that Joel Osco and Mariano's would be owned by the same company, Federal Regulators. So
2: what? Does that mean they have to go into your ghettos? Get robbed? Does that mean they have to go in ghettos they wouldn't normally go into? You know, your Democrat strongholds. See, you people don't understand who really makes the world go round. It isn't the Democrat corrupt mafia scum politics it's men and women of character of which you have none so when the men and women of character are talking sit in a corner democrat scum and shut your mouth the idea that an ag is going to sue a company for merging this is america 2022 but then again we got a fat pig 400 pound trust fund baby never did jack in his life telling people how to be healthy shut your pie hole fatso I'm getting sick and tired of these Democrats, sick and tired. I, I, is, he, is Biden coming tomorrow? You think he could come here? I'd like to interview him face to face to whatever that skeleton is face to decrepit old man. Uh, Nancy Addison.
6: Uh, he, he was coming out here to stomp for Lori Underwood.
2: Uh, it's Lauren. Foster. Lauren. Lauren, the I'm per- sorry. No, pretend nurse. Yeah, who lived with her mommy and yeah, daddy. The pretend who and the, Sean didn't, didn't, didn't have an and Illinois driver the- license, but became an Illinois congressman. Because the the, the, the right. voters are so smart.
6: But you know that Nancy Pelosi was here a couple weeks ago stomping for uh, Sean Caston as well.
2: Really? you sure that wasn't just to pick up a check on LaSalle Street?
8: No, it was actually a Good Samaritan Hospital in Downers Grove.
2: And she wasn't getting a nip and a tuck. I'll tell you what, she gets. No, she was there so to, like She's having a cleft chin. Go ahead. She was there to promote women's health. You know, productive health. You mean murder health. to babies? You know, what? you got that right. Yeah, yeah Illinois will kill your kids in the womb or out of them. Drop them off. I That's dare right. you. Yeah, I like that slogan. Thank you, Nancy and Edison. Stay away from those Democrats. They're no good. Ross Oak Forest.
7: Hi, Sean. Hope you're doing well. Thanks for taking my call. Um, Thank you. Called in a couple times. Wanted to tell you I actually worked up in Melrose Park. Uh, where? But, uh, what? Uh, right at uh, it's a uh, just give me the street. Just give me the streets. Yeah, it's, a, yeah, it's uh, uh, North Avenue and Hawthorne. So do you know where I grew
2: up? Uh, I grew up on 24th and Lake Street. My grandfather had an auto parts store, and we lived on top. And then I moved to 22nd and like North Avenue. It was Lemoyne, but 22nd and North Avenue. I used to wait for the bus there to go to school. Nice. Oh, it was the best. And we, and all our friends who, you know, we'd walk the neighborhood. It's all we did. Walk the neighborhood. Skatero's had the, had the, uh, the deli on the, on Lake street by my grandfather. He had 14 kids, all named scoots. It was phenomenal. The greatest way to grow up ever, but I wouldn't, yeah, very walk, cool. I wouldn't walk those streets now, but go ahead. A sketchy
7: area. Yeah. The, uh, <laughs> no, I wanted to say, I really liked your, uh, your guest your guest tonight. Definitely going to be picking up her book. I uh, really like the conversation y'all had around, you know, principle-based living. That's what we got to get back to. I've called a couple times saying it. But one thing around the, the PC discussion y'all were having, you know, uh, uh, a cliche, I guess, came to mind around, you know, with political correctness is you control the language, you control the narrative, you control the narrative, you can control people. Yes. And I fundamentally believe that's exactly what the Democrat Party is doing. They need to do that, to divide us, and then they can control us. I and have, And, and here's control. something
2: that's fascinating to me, and I mean this seriously. I have yet to meet the individual who says, I need to know how to act, let government tell me. Because in our own realities, in our own individual lives, we don't really give a rip what these corrupt scum say. And when we get together... In small groups or big groups, what's the one thing all people agree on? Who are the worst people in society? Politicians. And yet somehow they put themselves in this position? See, that was the nice thing about Morrose Park. Even if a guy was in politics, he knew it was full of garbage. He knew it. And he would tell you these Democrats in Chicago are the scum of the earth. And he was a Democrat. Or at least he said he was on the sign once a year. So the idea that we have to pretend they know something or they do something right, I think I think the problem is we're pretending that they do. It's time to reject them for what they are: gangsters and scumbags and failures. And they don't give advice. They don't give advice. They don't tell businesses how to do. They sit in a corner and they shut their mouths. Because in America, you're the king of your castle. Certainly wouldn't be Joe Biden. I don't know what family that roach would be in charge of, but it isn't mine. Three one two. 642-5600. He will never negotiate
0: his constitutional rights with the government. Live free or die on The Sean Thompson Show at AM 560. The answer. AM 560.
2: The answer. Who let the dogs out? Hey, honey, buddy, what did, what did I tell you to tell the Democrats scum to call? Change the station, stupid. Go pretend you're a man somewhere else. Did you know in Illinois... In Illinois, this has to be wrong. Percentage of of people eligible for SNAP in Illinois, 92%. Is that even possible? 92% of the people could apply and get welfare cheese. See, that's the problem. That's how you legitimize welfare. You make it so it's on a credit card. That was the nice thing about being a kid when this country had character. People on welfare, you didn't get to pretend you made the money and you get to go shop. You got your cheese in a box, like a convict. And it was embarrassing. You didn't want to go on it. Nobody really wanted to go on it. In fact, it was so bad. It was a crazy thing. People would go to work for the money to buy the groceries. Can you imagine? Oh, those crazy dark ages in America. Were those the dark ages or are now the dark ages? When some lowlife roach can tell a man of character who would never take welfare to put a diaper on his face so he doesn't get his 450-pound wife sick. I don't think so. I think now is the American Dark Ages. Until that Democrat scum change the station and go for a walk on the south side. Dave, Northwest Indiana. Yeah. I think it's uh
7: uh, people like george soros uh, Barack obama and all college professors those are marxists never i uh, i had a fight when they were a child that they didn't run away run away from and yeah. they have like a, like they have an iQ of a of a college of a 55 year old intellectual but they have they have like an emotional iQ of a five-year-old Well, think and about they, from, they, they run across somebody
3: like like uh donald trump who's a man and they and they
2: Grabbing uh, uh, their panties. I'll tell you something, Dave. It's an interesting story. It's an interesting, interesting kind of fraternity of dictators. When you look at Hitler and Stalin, you know Hitler had all kinds of kind of problems. They they pretended he was a World War II guy, but nah, I mean a World War I guy, but not really. Um, maybe it is the the, the the curse of the coward, the fascist of today. It would explain Pritzker. Think Pritzker's ever been in a fight? I mean, aside from a hostess rapper it has been in a fight with some rappers. And I don't mean the ones that sing. I mean the kind that wrap up his delicious desserts, fat slop. I'll be back after this. Party, so just so also known as Nazi. A There's a reason that criminal organizations hide behind the worker party. Worker right amendment. Amendment one. What could be wrong? It's for the worker. You mean everybody? No. Just the organized labor mafia worker. The syndicate. The real organized crime. That's how I view the upper echelon of unions. That's how they prove themselves to be. Day in. Day And day out. That doesn't mean the workers are. I have family members. I myself partook in some union stuff. But when you know how it really works, you understand why Frank Sharon, the man who paints houses, notable gangster, bragged about his relationship with Joe Biden, the most corrupt senator in the Senate and has been since the 70s. That's how they operate. Because without that corruption, they couldn't exist. In free markets, they cannot exist. But in corrupt, Democrat mafia run hellholes. They thrive, baby. And that's what they're doing right here. Now this time, they're going to make you feel like you got a choice. We're going to call it Amendment 1. Call it the Worker Rights Amendment. We'll put it on the ballot, knowing that we've ordered those who benefit from it to vote for it anyway, whether they support it intellectually or not. That's how it continues to go in these Democrat sewers. I wanted to bring on Miley Smith to discuss Amendment 1, Illinois Policy Institute. How are you, Miley? I'm fine. How are you? Good. We're making some powerful enemies, and that's really my goal in life, because I don't like how they get to operate in the shadows. And that's what organized crime does. They pretend to be legitimate the whole time being corrupt. And you've corrupted what is supposed to be a republic for the people. And the people mostly in a, in these hellholes, they just want in on it. Not me. I want to tear it all down. So that's how I view it. And I don't care what they name it. Rainbows and lollipops. I'll still sniff it out. Am I wrong on Amendment 1? What is Amendment 1? Why don't you help our people you, understand?
5: Yeah, you are not wrong. And it is disheartening to see proponents continue to try to trick people into thinking that this is somehow going to provide them rights somehow going to provide a better workplace for them. That is not what this is. The, the rights that are allegedly created in Amendment 1 can legally only apply to 7% of adults in Illinois. But it would increase the taxes for 100% of us. And that's because this amendment is about government unions. It allows government unions to demand broad new provisions things that have never been tested here or in any other state and give them a permanent right to go on strike to get those new demands met. And, and these broadening provisions will add more costs and that will be passed on to taxpayers, most likely in the form of property taxes. So this isn't about workers' rights. This is about government union leaders and a power grab and, and that's what's at stake when people are voting on this amendment.
2: It's also about nullification of the Janice decision, is it not?
5: It is partly a reaction to that, yes. And what I think has been happening with government unions, in particular in Illinois, is they're bleeding membership. Government unions, since Janice, have lost about 9% of their membership. Teachers unions have lost about 10%. That amounts to about $38 million a year in dues that workers are not funneling into these government unions that they in turn use for politics and other union leadership priorities. So this is a way for them to feel their power in another way. They're losing numbers. They want to get something in the constitution that feels power. And what many people don't realize, this language actually gives government unions more power in our state than even lawmakers have. They can override state law through their collective bargaining agreement if this passes. So if they don't like a state law, all they have to do is write a contrary provision into their collective bargaining agreement that can will have a permanent right to go on strike to get that demand met, and that contract will then override any conflicting state or local law.
2: What I like about their pretend collectiv- uh, collective bargaining agreement is that they're negotiating against politicians they've bribed as 98% of the labor extortion mafias calling themselves unions only really donate to one party is that not true
5: That is that is particularly um true like when we look at the union donations, they, the, the majority of those donations do go to the Democrat side of the aisle. And so you are exactly right. When government unions sit down at the table to negotiate, that person on the other side of the table is someone typically they that they help elect. Yeah. So it's like, it's like buying your own bosses. Uh And that person is beholden to the union for their political position. So there are already all sorts of ways that government unions in Illinois hold more power than the people do. That's one of them. Uh And Amendment 1 is only going to make that worse by allowing them this constitutional power That is broader than anything that anyone has ever seen in any other state.
2: Miley, do you think they even bother having a conversation at these big tables or you think they just bring in sandwiches and strippers the way I think it works?
5: (laughs) You know, that's a great question. And no one can really see what goes on at a lot of these tables. I know. Because the unions keep it quiet. There's no way to get in. They don't let anyone in. In other states, there's more transparency behind the scenes and what goes on in these negotiations, Mm -hmm. but the people are kept out. They don't get to know what goes on behind closed doors.
7: Well, do you
2: think the people are aware that the lawyers for the union that pretend to be down with the struggle in Democrats, how many of them belong to Medina or Butler? I mean, uh, is there any way to wake up the zombie Democrat voter or is the lure of the corruption, which is really quite profitable when you look at the absolute numbers? I mean, it's not like it used to be where the business agents drive around in their Buick Roadmasters with their fuzzy dice on the on the mirror anymore, but there's still big money in this mafia, is there not?
5: There's a lot of money in it, but I will say this, and encouraged by the union members I have talked to, in the last, even just in the last couple of weeks, to see through this. They see this as, you know, a lot of them, both government workers and private sector workers, See, this is something that is not good for their own pocketbook. So they see that this is going to raise their taxes because this is about government union leader power. And, and I emphasize that a lot because governments, both private sector and public sector workers, are already broadly protected in our state, either right. by our state laws they are. or by the National Labor Relations Act. They're not getting any more rights. Than they already have. No, this is about the upper echelon of
2: multimillionaires that never worked a day in their miserable fat lives and they just keep robbing both the worker and the company and they're in bed with the political whore. They're the pimp to the political whore and they have been since the 60s. I I can't believe that we're even having this discussion. Yeah, it it really is something
5: that is flabbergasting,
2: I guess. Yes, I'm flabbergasted.
5: That, you know, it, it is, we already have a poor economic climate here. We already have a population exodus here. Um, and it's obvious that government unions already cost money. And if you're giving government unions more provisions that those, their leaders want, that's going to cost even more money. So what we have here is an amendment that can only, om- make things worse in Illinois and yet proponents are somehow touting this as good for Illinois because and they're it's just, just they're the talking. Exodus worse.
2: You know, Miley, the saddest part is, is that I spend my whole life based on some principle and what I love about this country. And when you compare it to these other corrupt sewers around the world is that primarily it allowed an avenue for the ordinary man to become wealthy. And there are a couple ways to get wealthy, but one of my favorite Was always real estate. And I love the idea of real estate. And I love the idea that government was handcuffed when it came to real estate because we had this covenant with the citizen. That covenant was he was not to be taxed on any real estate above the value of property. It's called ad valorem. But what happens in these hellholes, these crime syndicate run Democrat sewers, the people aren't taxed on the ad valorem. And the only way they know that is if they go to another state that's run properly and they buy houses that are four and five times the value of theirs in the sewer states of Illinois and they pay a fraction of what they're paying now. But as you slow cook the citizen into thinking it's normal to have property taxes in mediocre neighborhoods of $1,000 a month, $800 a month, whatever the case is. You realize it's hard to explain to them. You're not paying on the value of your real estate. You're paying on the corruption of your government. This is how they slow cook you and turn up the boil to where old women whose husbands have paid for the house 35 years ago are eating cat and dog food to pay property taxes so that these fat ass gangsters can drive around and pretend to be men. makes me sick. But how do you explain that to them?
5: We need to learn from our past mistakes. You know, the pension clause, which was passed back in 1970, led to pension costs increasing and also an increased cost of government. And that resulted in the sky high property taxes we see today, the second highest in the nation. You know, we have the second highest. property. Think
2: about that. And what's the quality of life like in this fascistic mafia run sewer?
5: Yeah, Illinoisans are hurting. Um, We have, like I said, the second highest property taxes in the nation. We've seen businesses that have already struggled post-COVID. They need relief in order to stay, not more taxes. Um, You know, it's important to just keep hitting on the fact that no workers are going to lose rights if Amendment 1 doesn't pass, because they already have some of the strongest protections. But Amendment 1 will lock people into this Ever in, this loop of ever-increasing taxes and cement our status as a bad place to do business. We've already been ranked by Chief Executive Magazine as the third worst place in the nation to do business. You know, Miley, That's only going to get worse.
2: Miley, I have a clip on my, on my board of uh, grocery stores that have fled, and now the Illinois AG is going to stop a merger so that even less grocery stores will be in neighborhoods and so many of the citizens are are beaten down into stupidity because they've been educated in their union run schools that they don't understand the vast majority of businesses that are still here how they're subsidized and how the the failure feeds on the failure and the snake eats its tail and they come out and tell you how what a great hunter the snake is and the snake is the democrat mafia yet do you think people will be lured into being Part of that failure. I just looked in between the break. It turns out in America we have forty-one million five hundred thousand people on food stamps. Has the scale tipped to where more people want to just be part of the problem than fight for the solution?
5: You know what I'm hearing from workers here in and We talk to hundreds of workers a year, um, particularly government workers. And you know what? They're upset with this system. And so that is encouraging because I do think that that the people here in Illinois are, are seeing what is going on. I think that in the last couple of years, um, there has been kind of a, a wake up to how things have been working in Illinois and how it's different in any other state. We saw that during covid when our kids were not allowed to go to school. And the surrounding states, their kids were. Um, and so I, I do think that the, the people of Illinois are, are seeing through what is going on. They did it two years ago with the, um, the, the progressive tax increase, that, that amendment. They shot that down. So what we are hoping that people will do this time around is that they will be educated and understand exactly what this amendment is. So that they can vote in their best interest, not in the interests of government union leaders.
2: Now, your organization is being attacked by the portly trust fund, butter handed baby pretending to be governor. And I'm wondering, how has this come to where the governor and the Democrat Party in total has been able to target the Illinois Policy Institute when the Illinois Policy Institute merely is reporting on the actual data provided By the government. (laughs)
5: That's right. We, everything that we use is cited and we are a nonpartisan organization and we exist to make sure that voters in Illinois, that the people of Illinois are educated on what's going on. We want to make Illinois a better place to live. And, um, you know, one of the things that we do is provide that information through our website, IllinoisPolicy.org. And we want to provide it so that people can look for themselves and make those decisions for themselves. Like I said, we are nonpartisan. We're not affiliated with any candidate or any political party. We're here to make sure people have information. We want to see Illinois turned around and and, and the people of Illinois to experience economic prosperity.
2: I like this. I like it a lot. So I'm curious to know, what do you find funnier? A reverend in a Brioni $6,000 suit? a union boss in a Brioni $6,000 suit or a Democrat in a Brioni $6,000 suit? Which one (laughs) makes you laugh more?
5: I'm not sure. The whole question makes me laugh. Um, But, you know, when you talk about government union leaders in particular, there is a vast difference between government union leaders and the people that they supposedly represent. Something that many of their members don't know is very little that those government unions spend very little of that is on actually representing their members. So oh, for yeah. example, just have their teachers union. Only 19% of what they spent in 2021 was actually <laughs> on representing teachers. That's,
4: That's awesome.
2: To the core part of the union. Well, they have to buy political whores. That doesn't come cheap. In the meantime, the only way this information gets out is because of organizations such as yours. I have the utmost respect for the Illinois Policy Institute, but I have more respect for Miley Smith. Thank you, as always, Thank for joining us. Thanks for having me. We'll be back with your calls and comments after this.
8: I was just listening to the Sean Thompson show. I'm saddened that this guy supposedly represents us. I mean, I am appalled. He's just disgusting. Sexist pig. And an absolute disgrace. Thank you.
2: AM560. The answer. A top Milwaukee election official has been fired after sending falsely obtained military absentee ballots. I'm a whore. Huh. What do you think about that? Well, that must be the extra days it's going to take to count them. You got to love these Democrats. I mean, you have to love them. The good news is they get away with it because their constituents aren't offended by it. They want in on it. When you think about the grand scale of it. Think about the kind of money we're talking about. Let's 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 go to my favorite. One more facelift. She's starting to have a cleft chin.
4: call House Speaker Nancy Pelosi confirmed this morning that she did speak with Apple CEO
5: Tim Cook about those antitrust bills working through the House. She said that Americans privacy and data are at the mercy of tech companies.
2: So now she sounds like she's fighting for the people, doesn't she, Squirrel? She's knuckling it on, you know, for the people, for the people.
4: Welcome back. House Speaker Nancy Pelosi back in the spotlight because of her stock trades. The lawmaker disclosed her husband, Paul Pelosi, purchased options to buy up between seven hundred and fifty thousand and one and a half million dollars worth of Apple
2: stock. Why? Whoa whoa, 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 Why would you buy Apple stock? You just were grilling cook for the people. And then she told him to allow the
5: legislative process to play out.
6: If you have uh, substantive concerns and you have and members and they have members who have voted with them on this, uh, they can put forth what they um, want to put forth. But we're not going to ignore that. uh, The consolidation that has happened and the concern Uh that exists on both sides of the aisle.
2: Yeah, it sounds bad. Sounds like you're mad at him, Nance.
4: Then explain this. And up to six hundred thousand dollars in Microsoft stock last month. The news coming just months after the speaker signaled that she may be willing to advance a bill to ban individual stock trading by lawmakers. Oh. Uh, she had previously, you know, for
2: the people. Yeah, sure. I, I I see a lot of cat burglars. You know, I'm from Melrose Park. We know a lot of cat burglars always walk around in their underpants with a hammer that you don't want to smell. Rich Indian Head Park. I'm proud hey son how you doing tonight good how are you
6: good listen so, i just wanted to say um these lame politicians uh what do you think their uh, kids think of them knowing that they're not doing anything to make Nancy the Nancy pelosi safer? has a
2: son who's just as crooked as grand Avenue. he's also worth tens of millions you think he's uh judgmental of the old man and so the sneaky really hammer cover that, man right? no nah, of
6: course not come on is that what you're saying they're spoiled they don't care
2: Yeah, I'm saying if you're driving a Ferrari, your father's Paul Pelosi with an ascot. You really don't care how the hammer smell. By the way, Rich, we're raising money for our new bar by Wrigleyville called the Stinky Hammers. It'll be a small LLC. However, we're just going to have a cover band of the village people 24 hours a day. I think we're going to make a fortune. Thank you, Rich. Calling the show. I truly appreciate it. Have you worked on the lease at all, Squirrel? Come on. Is it just radio business? Is that all you're into?
4: ...shot down the idea, claiming it's unfair to exclude lawmakers You know, we got
2: a lot of Democrats calling show trying to get me fired. I like to have a backup plan. For instance, the Democrat that called and said he was a first-time caller, yet on our caller ID, we got you calling what, how many times? Eight, ten times? We got his name, he said the wrong name. You think you're outsmarting anybody? Hey, Democrat scum, you're not outsmarting anybody. You're not getting me in trouble. You're invigorating me. Kind of like Paul Pelosi in a forest preserve with an ascot.
4: Playing the market, but that was really disingenuous, Dagan, because nobody is telling her to not have access to the stock
2: market like most of us. No, we're just saying, Nancy, stop inside trading, whore. That's all we're saying. Who may have uh, access
4: to inside information, Uh, there are indexes to buy or exchange traded funds or mutual funds rather than buying individual.
2: Now, what I like about this is that everybody knows this. You know, this isn't like a secret Everyone knows Nancy Pelosi's vineyard makes her the fourth richest California Congress birthing person and yada, yada, yada. You all know, but you're still going to take it because you want in on it, right? And you're being told to take it by people pretending to be the media versus sycophants and apparatchiks like Sonny on The View. I read a a
8: poll just yesterday that white Republican suburban women are now going
2: to vote Republican. Why? It's almost like roaches voting for raid, right? There you go. Now listen to Sonny. If you're a white woman voting for a Republican, you're a roach voting for raid. But if you're a welfare roach hoping you get $500 to turn a blind eye to Pelosi's corruption... To Joe Biden's corruption, to the mafia that is the Democrat Party. You're virtuous as you sit on your fat ass and wait for a check for nothing. 312 642 5600.
0: This is the Sean Thompson Show on AM 560. The answer. AM five sixty. The answer.
2: Uh, Hyde Park artist, they're, they're saying artist. King signs. White only. Whites only with a noose. Did you see this? It's all these Democrats got. It's all these Democrats got. They don't care about how many black people were killed by black people. I don't know. It's so ridiculous. Just run on the same bulldog, because you got nothing. Every time you open your mouth, it's a fracking lie. Every time you open your mouth.
3: So the economy is up. Price inflation is down. Real incomes are up. Gas prices are down and need to come down further. Exports are all, also up, which means a simple thing. We're making a lot of money in America for, because of that. You stupid.
2: Yeah. Just keep voting Democrat, morons, morons. Mike in Melrose Park. Hey, Sean.
3: Hey, you know, it, it's obvious the guy's at dimwit. But gas prices since Sunday have gone up where I go for gas, like fifty-four cents a
2: gallon since Sunday. Do you know what? I I, I so, gassed up on my way to the airport. I paid three twenty-two, three dollars and twenty-two cents in Florida. I just drove past well, the gas sign on my way here. Home. It's four fifty-nine. 459 why yes does anybody know why democrats well we got 38 cents in uh, taxes yeah keep paying keep voting vote for that fat bastard go ahead i dare you you'll be paying six dollars thank you very much thanks mike it's so infuriating it's just infuriating let's listen to it again i i I mean it's great and i i know there are democrat roaches in the sewer chicago waiting for their pension checks, waiting for their welfare cheese, waiting for their rent to be paid by somebody else, and they're nodding, like Andrea Merkel eating a mackerel.
3: So the economy is up, price inflation is down, real incomes are up, gas prices are down and need to come down further. Exports are also up, which means a simple thing. Oh, I know when he talks
2: exports. Oh, it's the simple thing. Hold on, I didn't mean to interrupt him. Go ahead, diapers. We're making a lot of money in
3: America because
2: of that in the America because of that when he's talking experts is he talking ours or Russia's
5: in late May three months after the US imposed sanctions on Russian oil gasoline made from Russian crude was delivered to this terminal in New Jersey it was later distributed to gas stations across the east coast it came from this refinery in Italy owned by Russian oil giant Luke oil
2: What happened to all the American 401ks of honest men who bought stock in Luke oil? Luke Oil's is making a fortune. What happened? Oh, the government took it. Huh? What about that money, Joe? Making making a lot of money. I got an update, too. You know, I, I make the it's not an accusation. It's a fact. Democrat Party's a mafia. And then I litigate it every day and we prove it beyond a shadow of a doubt. I've got an update for you. Anybody remember Seth Rich? Remember that name? Now nah, you're a young kid. He used to work for the Democrat mafia and he didn't like what he saw in particular with the Duchess of Chaffington. And I don't mean he walked in on her underpants, which would scare the hell out of everybody. He didn't like the, the, the organized mafia that it, it proved itself to be. So he started to leak it to WikiLeaks. Le- Julian Assange, which is still tucked away in prison as if he was at the January 6th, protest. Any of you remember Seth Rich? Uh, he was the DNC worker who
0: mysteriously died. They said it was a botched robbery. But a lot of people su- suspect that he was the leaker with the uh, Democrat files to
2: WikiLeaks. And, of course, he died under what, what was said to be a botched robbery from robbers who stole nothing from him. The story of... Robbers who stole nothing. That's important because he had a ton of money in his wallet, five platinum cards, and a very expensive watch on. He didn't take nothing. They just executed him like a mafia would. His death has been pretty well suppressed. It's interesting now. The FBI actually has
8: documents on his death. Uh, they've gotten Did documents. They say the
2: FBI has documents. on? His death? Well, then we're going to solve it, right? I mean, the FBI's got documents. We're going to solve it. Unless they hid the documents under Hunter Biden's laptop. Then they can't find anything from his laptop. And they want 66 years to release these publicly, even though the court has ordered them to release them. And also folks, 66 years, squirrel, you'll be an old man walking around in a walker and you'll say, I remember today." When they covered this, when it was pertinent information, or they'll just do what they did with the JFK files, and then we'll do another seventy-five years. La cosa nostra, Kathy Lockport. Kathy, I think I scared Kathy.
8: Right. Hi. hi, hi, Sean. Thanks for taking my call. Anything? Um, I was, I was talking to a young coworker, thirty-four year old. All right. And you know, he was telling me. Because a lot of changes happen to him, um, he said. Uh, all him and his friends have been talking, and they'll never be able to retire. The thirty-four-year-old and I asked him.
2: Um, Can you imagine how do you being thirty-four know? years he, old? I hope I go retire. Okay, well, all right. I asked world. him
8: what he was, and he said a liberal. And I was going t- trying to talk to him, and he, he's like, he didn't want to talk anymore. But I think I, I think that's why. All young people are going to the socialist side because they know they can't retire. So let's get the
2: free stuff. I'm fifty-four. Well, we can. I'm fifty-four. You want to know something? I'm never going to retire ever. I don't ever want to think like <laughs> that. I don't ever want to think like it. Here you are. You're thirty-four. You're supposed to be in the prime of your life. Hungry? Hungry like an animal. Get every dollar, everything you can. Go do whatever you can, whatever you want. Go after everything. And here you are. Thinking about, hey, how am I going to retire? You mind if I ask what you do as a coworker? Uh,
8: I can't really say I work for a really big company, um, but um, and it's got union in it, there and they, you took go. Away, they, took pensions, yeah. they took away, they uh, took away pensions, they took away cash balance, they took away retiree health insurance. So anybody that wasn't over forty that had fifteen years of service. They took it away. There was one guy that I work with that was 38 years old, and they took away his retiree health insurance. Man, he's, oh man. he's screwed. So a yeah. lot of people are leaving this company because yeah. what are the benefits anymore? Yeah, and it's that really was done sad. It's, the it's really by
2: mafia. And then if you, you know, I hope he just doesn't want to break into a house in his underpants with a hammer. Thank you very much, Kathy. There's a lot of people getting shorted by corruption. A lot of people getting shorted by corruption. Robert in Bloomingdale.
8: Hey, Sean. You know, hey, listen, you're getting a little too upset with this Pelosi and all that stuff. Why don't we just go to Chinatown and have some ice cream like Pelosi wants us to do?
2: No, I'm not going to go to Because you know what? I mean, ignorance is bliss. Ignorance and the ostrich philosophy of the American Democrat does get you through the day. But then you end up being 34 years old, hoping you get something for nothing when you're old instead of instead of devouring everything you can while you're alive. And, you know, that's the that's the disconnect. Those are the two philosophies. That's the philosophy of the cult of safety. I hope I'm taken care of versus what can I do that I always wanted to do? And this is the problem is that the losers are barnacles on the winners. And that only really destroyed countries when you had that philosophy of collectivism. Unfortunately, so do we. Which is why, after this election, if the Democrats hold power, let's just change the son of a gun. U.S.S.A. U.S.S.A. You could still pretend We're, we're strong and we're land of the free, home of the brave. As every Democrat fascist pig shows himself to be a member of the Fourth Reich, lying to you the whole way.
3: To take her hostage. To interrogate her. Threatened to
2: break her kneecaps. Maybe he just wanted to know what was going to happen with his Google or his Apple
4: stock. So she's disingenuous when she comes out with this idea that it's unfair that lawmakers shouldn't invest in the stock market. Your reaction?
2: I'm telling you, I think this could be a disgruntled investor who had his 401k seized by the Democrat mafia or was a union guy. And lost his job to one of those union hierarchies, stupid cousin who has a cork on his fork during Thanksgiving, but always has the good job on the union labor job. You sit in the truck, you wait for break time, we'll tell you when to go. Three one two six four two fifty six hundred
0: from the petri dish of corruption known as the state of Illinois,
2: in the upper Midwest, the nation, and around
0: the world. This is The Sean Thompson Show on AM560, The Answer. AM560, The Answer.
2: Now you're talking, kid. Ron Clayton. You. Smell Ron Clem like is an American I'm attorney, political consultant, former lobbyist, serving as White House chief of staff under President Joe. Why are my socks wet, Biden? Let's hear what this lobbyist, bagman, pimp has to say on the economy.
7: And to tackle the biggest problem we have in the economy right now, frankly, which is inflation and bringing down prices of everyday things uh, that that really hit uh, people hard. Uh, That's the number one problem right now. It's inflation. And that's the problem we're focused on.
2: And then three hours later, his wrinkled ass, corrupt bag man for organized labor unions.
3: He didn't say that at all so the economy is up price inflation is down real incomes are up gas prices are down and need to come down further exports are all also up which means a simple thing we're making a lot of money in america for, because of that but, 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 but. ron Klein
2: led the ebola fight as chief of staff uh, to elect joe biden or vice president when joe biden was vice president huh well, what else does Ron Klain have to say? You're obviously an expert in absolutely nothing, except how to keep these crooks out of jail, you slip and fall lawyer. What else you got to say there, dummy? The president decided a few days ago that it was important to uh, uh, issue one final
7: warning on this issue to make very clear, to leave no doubt, uh, that we have people out there still peddling the big lie. People uh, uh, now raising the issue of election denial
2: in this election. Oh, boy, does he mean the one with the thrash that just won't quit?
4: Hello, Indivisibles. I'm here to highlight something that (laughs) is keeping me up at night.
2: I know who it isn't. I did not have sexual relations with that woman. Nobody blames you. Nobody blames you. We all understand. And after all, she's the only one in Washington. You didn't.
4: And I know this group really understands what I'm about to say. I know we're all focused on the 2022 midterm elections, and they are incredibly important. But we also have to look ahead, because you know what? Our opponents certainly are. Right-wing extremists already have a plan to literally steal the next presidential election. Wrong. I wonder if it's
2: a... Milwaukee Democrat at the helm.
6: A top elections official in Milwaukee is now out of a job after she fraudulently requested military absentee ballots. Kimberly Zapata was the city's deputy director of the Election Commission. After requesting the ballots through the Wisconsin election website, she sent them to a state representative. She said she did it to expose vulnerability in election laws. Huh.
2: Rachel Rodriguez, she's the one that was arrested after admitting that Trump was right. What's the big lie? It's the big lie that eighty-one million morons did vote for Joe Biden, or is the big lie every time Joe Biden opens his mouth? I can't decide what the big lie is.
3: So the economy is up, price inflation is down, real incomes are up, gas prices are down and need to come down further.
2: Exports are all also up, which means you know, is anybody talking about foreign policy right now? Anybody talking about? The billions of dollars we're sending to the oligarchs that bribed Hunter, the crack connoisseur? Talking about the way in which Russia's circumventing the sanctions and how the sanctions were put on the American people, not the enemies that bribed Joe Biden? Vote Democrat, I dare you. That's the real slogan. Go ahead! See how you like it. Like the sewer of Chicago. I'll be back in 21. Don't just have a great night. Have an American night.